0: Hello and welcome to this installment of Traveling While Black. This is the Cuba edition. I'm your host, Danny Blah Blah, and I love sharing these experiences that I've had during my travels. Um, and I think this is this is the final installment of this series, and I might keep it going. I've I've had a few other experiences, and I might do a U.S. version because all the ones I've included here have been international, so I think it would be really nice to share um, some of the things that happening in in Vegas, maybe, or is that against the rules? (laughs) Perhaps I'll go in on some of my New Orleans um, fun. New York has always been really exciting, too. Oh, Atlantic City and Myrtle Beach. Let's not forget Miami. But I've actually had some interesting times in Chicago as well. Stay tuned for those. (laughs) But Cuba, Cuba, that's, that's a place that's really special and dear to me. It holds so much historical relevance, that trip. I'd love to share some of that with you. So Cuba, for most of my life, obviously, um, and still there are a lot of restrictions on traveling to the beautiful country of Cuba. So I was excited that I had the the chance to even go. Um, I went under the support for the Cuban people uh, visa, um, which... Mainly just ensures that when you go, you don't line the pockets of the government is what the aim is. Um, And that could be really difficult. But so what you do is you support Cuban businesses or businesses owned by Cuban citizens. And you stay at homes owned by Cubans. So you're not, again, supporting the government. You're supporting the Cuban people. Another thing that people like to do when they visit Cuba on that visa is they like to make sure they bring some donations. Um, when I went, they suggested toys and clothing for kid for babies. And so I went to my local Walmart and I got a lot of stuff on sale. Oh, I love a clearance. So it was a blessing to be a blessing that I could find a lot of clearance items From Walmart and um, bring those over to the youngins in Cuba. Um, But a lot of people, I think, bring like toys from Dollar Tree and, you know, other things that we may have an abundance of here that they might not have over there. It's just a great way to support some great people who allow you to come to their country. And I'd like to maybe make a habit of that maybe moving forward as I travel internationally. So beyond that, um, Cuba has a lot of components that I feel like we miss out on because of the embargo um, in January, 2015, about two years before my visit, President Barack Obama, he lightened some of the travel restrictions. That's why I was able to go. And also some cruise ships began to visit. And so there's, there's actually a, a great opportunity for folks to travel to, to Cuba now that, you know, an opportunity that didn't really exist in my lifetime. in in your lifetime if you're listening for the most part um and there's a lot of things you miss out on like for example you know this series is about traveling while black and before i mentioned being in a place like jamaica and seeing so many people that look like you outside of america and how a rare gem that is you know beyond visiting the continent of africa but cuba Call me for a surprise. Uh, now, the data says that it's about 10% Afro-Cuban, but it seemed like I saw a whole lot of black faces there, and it was wonderful to see some beautiful folk that looked like me there. And the African culture permeates Cuba, and I think a lot of folks know that, you know? You look at the, the dance, and everyone's dancing, and you hear those drums, and it's, you know... The it's a mistake, in in mistake, uh, unmistakably like the the sound of the African drum, and then there's the Santeria religion, which is you know the 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 main religion of 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 Cuba. I think eighty percent of the population, and that's a has its West origins in West Africa. Now it's the meet between the music and the beautiful people and the the dance. I feel like, we're really missing out as we don't do trade and, and, and don't interact more with Cuba. Now, a lot of the reservations from Cuban exiles, and the, you know, it there's a lot of legitimacy there. Um, I'll just say that we also have a lot, had a bad bone with a lot of other countries too, and we still engage in commerce with them. And so that's what makes Cuba a little unique. So one thing I love about Cuba is the coffee. Now, Cuban coffee anywhere in the world. Awesome. Cuban coffee in Cuba from the storefront cafe. I mean, housefront cafe of a black owned woman. A black-owned woman's storefront cafe. I mean, it's and it's right in front of our house, so I'll call it a homefront cafe. Delicious, delicious. And I started my morning with that, supporting a black-owned business in Cuba, a black woman-owned business in Cuba. And I mean, what more could a girl ask for? All right, but. Beyond that, there was a lot of other things that we miss out on, you know, in the States as we don't engage in commerce with our Cuban brothers and sisters. And you might know exactly what I'll say next. Now, I've always heard people talk about those Cuban cigars. And a lot of times when you travel to places like the Bahamas or if you travel to Mexico, you'll often get solicited with uh, someone selling you some or trying to sell you some Cuban cigars. Now, those Cuban cigars, if you ask anyone who knows, they'll say they're the best in the world. Um, And they've kind of owned their craft. You know, they've been rolling those cigars for almost 600 years. And when I was there, I had a chance to watch a real tobacco, Cuban tobacco farmer, right in his element. You know, rolling the tobacco. He told us about how he cultivates um, and how he nurtures his crops. And it was just a, it was a wonder to behold. And then I had a chance to puff on one. Not really a cigar girl, but it was delicious. I will say that. Now, the other thing that a lot of people love about Cuba are the cars. See, the Cuban folks have been kind of cut off from the car industry, so they have so many antique vehicles. It's insane. It's like stepping back in time with many of the buildings and infrastructure for sure. But when you look at those classic cars, I mean, they are absolutely gorgeous, and I will say, one of my traveling companions grew up in the back of one. That's embarrassing. Almost forgot about that. Anywho, back to the story. You can hitch a ride and or just pose in front of the, one of those cars if you want to do something like that. But that's another thing that we're missing out on. Those so many classic cars that they have been resourceful enough to keep on the road because, look, there was really no other choice uh, in the matter for many of those vehicles. And that's one thing. Cuba has those amazing anti-cars. It's a kind of just tied in with something that's not as light. Cuba is noted for a lot of revolutions in medicine, you know, and As we have this long-standing embargo, other countries don't. A lot of other countries, including many of our allies here in the U.S., still practice trade with Cuba. Cuba, as I say. And they've had some great medical advances. And one of the times where it was really evident was during the COVID-19 pandemic. So, like, during the pandemic, Cuba developed... um, through its Center for Molecular Immunology, developed some great COVID-19 treatments that a lot of the national, the international media praised and national media acknowledged. And um, one of their treatments, the inter- interferon alpha-2b, um, was found so effective that about 50% of the people treated with it tested negative for the virus on the fifth day. And so because of our embargo, the U S didn't have an opportunity to try any of the medicines that Cuba had developed and that were doing really well and finding some really some success for taking care of COVID. And they handled the virus really well down there. Um, and again, as I pointed out, America supports and practices trade with many countries, um, with whom we have conflicting values. Um, but you know, I would love to see the relationship repaired maybe so that more Americans can freely enjoy Cuban tourism and some of the beautiful resources um, that I mentioned here. I'd like to thank you for tuning in to Traveling While Black and Female. I'm your host, Danny Blah Blah, and I would love if you would subscribe here or subscribe to my Instagram. And I would love to see how you feel about any of the places I've traveled and make me recommendations. I'm open. Um, I think I'm going to Belize later this year that it will be my first time there. I'm excited to get back on the road or get back in the air or get across the pond. And I would love any suggestions you may have. So until next time, peace out.